Episode 23, mm-hmm. Beyond the Cubicle Podcast. Mm-hmm. One of these days we might have some sponsors. <laughs> sooner or later. Somebody gonna want somebody. Um, I can't believe we've never done an episode, a whole episode on interviewing. We've done resumes, but right. not interviewing. Man, we, gotta, we gotta get that in. That's, that's what we're doing today. Okay. And, Ta- talking and, about mastering the interview process. Absolutely. All right. Episode 23 of Beyond the Cubicle Podcast. Grab your notepads, mm-hmm. right? Your favorite note-taking app on your smartphone. Mm-hmm. Sit back. Put your earbuds in. Uh-huh. Buckle up, y'all. And that's it. And check out the intro. <laughs> Beyond the Cubicle podcast. To my left, Eric Kelly. I'm Brian Montgomery. Today, we're covering mastering the interview process. <laughs> I have views and opinions on interviews. You like them? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> that may be the introvert in me, though, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Social media. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at this is BTC. Um, if you're listening to the audio feed, be sure to go check us out on YouTube, too. YouTube.com. Just mm-hmm. search Beyond the Cubicle. Look for our little gold and blue logo. Check us out. Mm-hmm. Um, while you're there, subscribe, like the video, share it. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Five stars. Mm-hmm. See my fingers. See my hands, guys. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Five mm-hmm. stars, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, if you have any feedback, questions, um, you want to you want to get our take on something on the air, topic suggestions, hit us up at the email podbtc at gmail.com. I'm ready for this one today. Cause I think it's gonna help some people. Oh, man. If you're trying to get a job for the first time yep. or you're changing jobs. That's it. And, you know, our focus has generally been, hey, we jump right in. Whoever's in the workplace, we want to talk to you. We want to help you. We want to share our experiences, right? This is part of the experience. <laughs> this is part of the experience. At some point or another, you may want to leave your current place of employment and go seek a better opportunity somewhere else. I encourage it, oh, personally. Man. Uh, growth only happens through change. That's it. You know, comfort zones. Nobody grows in the That's, comfort zone. There we go. Yep. All right, so how do we want to tackle this today? Um, let's look at the interview process. Yep. Uh, let's do pre-interview. Okay. There we go. Pre-interview. Right. So we'll go pre-interview. Right. We'll go during the interview. Yep. And then we can go post-interview. There you go. All there right. you go. And then at the end, if we have time, we'll kind of wrap up by kind of talking about some of the common mistakes and how to avoid them. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So pre-interview. Do your homework. Well, first of all, I want to get your thoughts on the interview process, period. Because you come from the perspective of somebody who's kind of been up the ladder. Yeah, right? I've been on the other side of the table. You've been on the other side of the table numerous times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. I, as a senior level employee, have assisted in the interview process mm-hmm. from time to time, mm-hmm. right? And of course, I've been on on the other side of it numerous times. Mm-hmm. What What's your view on the process as a whole? The, 
process as a whole is flawed. Mm -hmm. The only thing they're trying to figure out is, are you going to do a good job for them and are you crazy? <laughs> right. <laughs> they got all the spectrum. They just want to know, are you on the other end of it? Are yeah. you just full goose bozo running around? Yeah. Because everybody dress up and come in, you know, they're articulate that day. And yeah. They're, they're so concerned in their focus. Man, people get to work. And you think you have hired Belzebub's first cousin, man? So have, have you had have you had great success based on seeing a person from the interview process and then maybe hiring and seeing how they were when you actually work with them? Have you had great success in picking out the ones who BS? Like no, I would really? like this. I would like to tell you that after all these years, I could figure it out. Sometimes it's a crapshoot. Yeah, because I'll tell you. We, we hone in early in the process. Mm -hmm. If you're really full of crap in mm -hmm. an interview, mm -hmm. people can figure it out. Let me, let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. I'm working in a tech field right now uh, for a client. And these guys are engineering minds. Yeah. So if you come to an interview, what they'll do is say, hey, Brian, tell me the last time you did blah, 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 blah to this tolerance and whatever, and you had this this system, whatever. Tell me about the, how would you handle it if we did this over here? If you're not an engineer, mm. that's the last question you have to worry about. Right. Because they're smart enough now to get to the technical part. The part you can't find out is, are they crazy? Right. And that's the behavioral part. Yes. And they... They said, well, tell me something about yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm really saying is, Brian, you're about 6'5 and way big. Man, look. Are you going to come in here and scare everybody to death? The bane. <laughs> the bane of my existence. Large brother. Oh, gosh. The bane of my existence in interviews, period, is that question. Yeah. Tell me something about yourself. Tell me something about yourself. What? Well. well what, do you, what do you want? I got a lot. Yeah. <laughs> What do you want to know? <laughs> you know? Uh, I like to torture insects. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I strip the bark off of trees around my neighborhood. You I know? mean, what you supposed to say to them? Right. And the scary thing is whatever you say, uh -huh. it's going to affect your, you, you, uh, you getting that job. Absolutely. It, in my early years, it took me, it took me about five or six interviews to really kind of like. Get that flow. It's like, yeah, it's just kind of look at them and be like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. You know, it took yeah. me a while because oh. again, like, like they didn't really teach us about the interviewing process in in college, or at least not the school I went to. Do you know? Sadly, and this is something I know why we're being blessed to be able to do this. Yeah, the stuff we're talking about yeah. that actually affects people's jobs. Mm -hmm. They don't teach it in school. They don't. They, they do don't. not teach you how to do this in school. So your first uh, two or three times out, it's a crapshoot. It's all experience. Yeah. You, you know, and you learn. Uh, um, wisdom comes from experience, most of it bad. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, by the time you've been around 12, 15 <laughs> years, oh, you're so wise. No, nah. I've done a bunch of dumb stuff. Pretty that's, much. That's, that's really what it is. Yeah. So the process is flawed, mm -hmm. and we have to say it is uh, what they're using uh, uh, to judge whether or not you should work for them. So right. there's two parts. There's the technical part, mm -hmm. and then there's the behavioral part. Mm -hmm. The technical, whatever your field is, if you're in medicine, they're That's gonna the ask easy you, part. Yeah, they're gonna. It is because they're gonna ask you, can you do this, this, and this? Mm -hmm. They would not have pulled your resume if you were not minimally qualified. Yeah, absolutely true. So everybody walking in mm -hmm. is minimally qualified, and per all the lawsuits now, they won't even tell you when they reject you that you're not qualified. 
they'll use a phrase and say, uh, we found someone with a little better fit. Really? Because people were taking their resumes and said, per this resume, I can do all of this, therefore I'm qualified. Uh, so you, for you to tell me I'm not means you discriminated against me. Don't uh, tell me why you, why you didn't hire me. So that you won't hear that phrase from anyone anymore. Is that on the EEOC now? Absolutely. There's, okay. there's so many reasons. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, people sue for air. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It man. is. In fact, the ones that should don't and the ones that shouldn't do. So put all that. So hiring, it's a real sticky process. Yeah. They track applications. I mean, uh -huh. it's very involved. And all they want to know is, are you going to be good? Uh -huh. And would you fit in there? That's, That's it. it. Fit into the culture. That's it. All right, so let's jump into the pre-interview process. Okay. What's what's some of the things that you would do pre-interview? You got to do your homework on the company. Absolutely. What kind of company is it? Mm -hmm. For instance, in our last show, we had somebody that was, they were into development. They were able to, I mean, they were like the awesome bomb employee. They mm -hmm. were trying to grow, get right. better and better. For that person, they need to look for companies where in their culture, it's about developing people. Right. If they do that, they will, oh, man, they'll just be happy. Uh, so you need to look for a company that, or an organization that matches what you value. Right. Uh, there are people that are super, super aggressive, and I could name a couple of companies not too far from here. They're known for, you know, that aggressive, kind of rough-and-tumble, dog-eat-dog spot. Yeah. Some people are good at that. Mm -hmm. That's a good spot for you. Mm-hmm. However, if you're not that way, that's probably not the company you want to be at in right. spite of how much money they might pay people. So in doing your homework, this is so telegraphed because I am a numbers guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in doing your homework, I, yeah. especially if you're going to be working for a publicly traded company or public company, right? right. Um, go look at the company's financials now. You may mm -hmm. go out there and you may say, I have no clue what any of this stuff is. Right. Understandable. Right. Here are two things I'll tell you what to look at. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pull something called a balance sheet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then pull something called a profit and loss statement. Mm -hmm. Okay. And here's what you want to look at. You want to look at, on your balance sheet, how many assets do they have and mm -hmm. what's the value of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You also want to look at how much debt the company is carrying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do they have a lot of debt in the way that it almost completely offsets the assets that they have? Oh. Because if you do, then that company could be leveraged for money, you know, oh. in, a, in, in a way that may not be beneficial later on in life. If something goes wrong. If the debt gets called unexpectedly and things like that, right? <laughs> All right. On the profit and loss statement, you know, the easy things to look at. How much money are they bringing in? Mm -hmm. How much money are they pushing out? Mm -hmm. Generally, how much do they spend on overhead? Because that'll give you an idea of your uh, salary potential at some point. Just just a clue, not just, a huge hint, yeah. but just just a clue, right? And um, you, you kind of want to look at um, just kind of what the bottom line is. Have they been have they been um, making money or losing money consistently? If it's mm -hmm. a startup or a fresh company or something like that, mm -hmm. expect to see losses for five to seven years. Okay. You know, if it's if it's an established company that's been around for 15, 20 years, you want to see steady growth in, in, the, in the bottom line. So you're saying I should not go get in debt by a Mercedes and a new house with a startup company? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
but but the importance of, of kind of looking at, at the financials of a company, if mm-hmm. if that information is available, mm-hmm. it, it 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 shows how stable a company could be and what the potential for it to remain stable could be over the next five years or so, right? Okay, if they're publicly traded, where can I find that information? If you go to the company's website, it typically under the investor relations section. And for the most part, on the websites, that link will be all the way down at the bottom somewhere. Mm. And just look for the investor relations. And in there, they'll have the company filings. Got it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, like I, I think it's important to look at that because, um, one, you kind of get a feel for how healthy the company is financially. Mm-hmm. But also in those documents, it tells the story of the company and how they make money what they and, and, and why they do what they do, mm-hmm. which is also great information to go into an interview with. So it shows that you've done your research on the company's business and what you may or may, how that may or may not affect the position mm-hmm. that you're applying for. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that's the background. Yeah. So culture, finance, yeah. what else do I need to know about a company? Um, man, I, I Google, I look at everybody's oh, man. business. Mm-hmm. Uh, news clippings. Mm-hmm. Because also if you go on that uh, investor page, mm-hmm. and if it's not on the investor page, there'll be uh, company news. Yes. And I love to look at, uh, because, you know, we play around in the energy industry, when I hear, yeah. got a new contract over here, or right. built a new refinery here, or got a new rig there, I'm like, hmm, they had to have money to buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably bought it to satisfy revenue, because these mm-hmm. guys aren't nuts. They don't buy something without having a place to use it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, company news will kind of let you know what they value, too. And balance that, because what you see on the company news site is probably mostly going to be positive. <laughs> well, got your Wall Street. I'm doing good. Right. But balance that with just kind of Googling and trying to see if there are other views on what that company may or may not be doing. Yeah. Now, if if I take it down a notch and come from the corporate world, maybe down to, um, like, the education system, schools, and, and things like that. Yeah, like, research the school. What what if the grades, you know, like, what if the, the, the um, uh, test rates and all that other stuff has been, right? Um, I heard a, a a teacher, a teacher friend of our of mine, kind of talk about that when they were kind of researching what school to go to, and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, but whatever it is, whatever job you're going to, what you want to do is do as much research as you can about the company or the institution that you may be going into, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just to have a feel for the history and the present state of where they are. And then how you can contribute to that. That's also a good way to sell yourself, right? And using that in a conversation is awesome. Yes. Because then the interviewer goes, oh, they know something about the company. And everybody doesn't do that. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. All right. So, also, on the pre-interview, I would say a tire. I would go check the company out. I would go where they were mm. and see how they dressed. I yeah. would not ask anybody. I would see how they dressed, mm-hmm. and the the clue is to dress one level above because you don't have the job yet. Right. But if they're business casual, right. and business casual does not mean, oh my goodness, what is he wearing? Right. Business casual is a nice pair of slacks, button-down shirt, mm-hmm. long sleeve. Um, you know, I'd go see that, and if they were business casual, I still wear a shirt and a tie. <laughs> you don't have to do that, but it lets them know yeah. I'm not going to be below their standard. I'm going right. to be above it. So I'd go to the building, man. I'd go see how they dressed. That's a that's a great tip. Yeah, I, n- I, n- I never thought about that. 
And yeah, just kind of people watch for a little bit. I go watch them. Mm, that's that's ex- that's excellent. It's it's funny because um, I typically have a practice of you know like every year I go out to see what the market looks like, mm-hmm. and I typically go interview somewhere. That's awesome. That's just smart. to kind of keep my options open, right? Smart. Um, the the last interview I went to. Um, I didn't do what you what you suggested, but mm-hmm. you know I went in and I was I wasn't dressed to the nines, but I had a nice blazer, nice shirt, mm-hmm. decent tie, very toned down, mm-hmm. um, typical conservative business business colors, but you know splashed, splashed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a word, <laughs> but put a little personality. Yeah, on put it. a little personality on it, right? You're not in the more, yeah, but, it, you know, put something on it. And and for the record, that was thanks to my wife because she actually suggested <laughs> the outfit. Let me make sure I give credit where credit is due. Oh, she she will tell you. If it oh, don't yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, and and you can tell the minute you walked in, the 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 culture there was 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 business casual. Um, jeans a couple days out of the week, and I found that information out in the middle of the interview, which we'll get to. Um, but but yeah, you know, business casual. That's good. Um, and so I was just like you said, I was dressed just a step above, and of course you can feel it when you walk in there if you're underdressed. You Ooh. can know easily. You just like oh, the kiss of death. Yeah, that's that's it. It's gonna play into it. Yeah. All right. So let's jump straight to. In the interview. In the interview. Okay. Oh, this is lovely. First impression. Yep. Okay. You got a first impression. When you when you are setting a first impression, yeah. first of all, A, number one, be early. Always. What's early? 15 minutes ahead there of time. There you go. That was what I was to say. And 20 if you really want to seem eager. Yeah. But definitely you are sitting there, You've the receptionist or whoever's in front of you, you have let them know that you're here for your interview. Mm-hmm. You're smiling. Mm-hmm. You have personality. If you have a headache and a sore throat, mm-hmm. you are going to fake it until you make it. Yeah. Because that person that's at that front desk can also have an impact on who was that that came in. They seemed really nice. Right. So so let, let's infuse some mindset into that a little bit, right? Got it. So we're arriving uh, 20 minutes early. Yes. Okay. I take five minutes in the car. Yep. Okay. Deep breaths. Oh, absolutely. Prayer. Absolutely. Go over my notes. You can do that in five minutes. Absolutely. Right? I walk into the office, right? Talk to the, the receptionist, front desk person, right? And check in, do all this other stuff. And while you're sitting there, same thing. Deep breaths. Absolutely. Go over your notes and get and just get emotionally and mentally ready. You know, we always talk about mindset. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the perfect place to, to walk in. You are powerful mm-hmm. and you have been blessed with gifts. Amen. Know that. So when you walk in, now I'm going to tell you what happens. Usually we need a job because we need some money. Yep. So we're like, oh, God, I need this money because we looked at the sheet and yep. see how much money they could pay. Ooh, it's like playing, you know, am I playing the lottery here? Yeah. yeah. Vegas? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the focus is on the money. Yeah. I will tell you, your divine hand, your higher power can guide you to the right spot where your money will grow. You may get less money coming in and end up getting a lot more because there's more spaces to move and and get promoted to and shift over to. So if you can get the money out of your brain for a little bit, money follows work. Just know that. Mm -hmm. Walk in, bring power and confidence that the receptionist or the person at the front desk can tell 
the interviewer can tell, you got to bring that in there. I am bringing something to the party. And commune, like I, I love what you said in the car. Take five minutes or longer if you need to. Commune with your higher power and say, give me power. That's a promise in the book that I read. Yeah. Give me power. When I walk, Give me strength to walk in here and be who you made me. And, and I think that goes right into my to a point that I want to make. Mm -hmm. When you Now when you walk into the room, mm -hmm. right? Oh, man. Posture, Absolutely. eye contact, confidence. Absolutely. Smiling. Yeah. Uh, hey, how are you? My name is Eric Kelly. I'm here mm -hmm. uh, for a 9 o'clock uh, meeting with, you know, Mr. Wilson. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm good. The man upstairs told me I'm good. I'm one of his kids. So I'm not coming in apologetically right. looking for this. Now, this has happened to me a couple of times where mm -hmm. I'm sitting in the lobby waiting mm -hmm. and they call me back. As I'm walking, I had plenty of confidence when I walked in the door because I had psyched myself up in the car. Right. You know, I'm ready. I know my bullet points. I'm ready for these behavioral questions. Right, right, And I was right. like, yeah. Let's get it. Right, let's get it. And the minute they say, Mr. Montgomery, they're ready for you now. Boom. Boy, it's just like, man, the stomach starts to go in the other way. It's like, oh, my hands start getting a little. Bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> hands get a little clammy. You know, and that's you normal, walk, man. Yeah, you walk in there, you just, the, the nerves can kind of take yeah, over. That's not well. The reality is, this is a this is a life moment, right? And whether you get the job or not, either mm -hmm. way, it's a life altering or life impacting moment. That's pretty high on the scale. Mm -hmm. So that, that's normal to do. Uh, that's normal. All right. So now we're in the room. Mm -hmm. We're in the room with our interviewer. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, they're going to ask you the standard questions. Blah 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 blah. But here's kind of what I want to get into because this this is probably the meat of it too. Mm -hmm. What are ways that we can control or it kind of influence the communicative environment within the room? Right. Smart interviewers today don't ask you the yes or no questions. The dumb questions I ask you. Mm -hmm. Hey, Brian, do you work well with people? By yes. yes. Yeah. Man, I have, I'd have to guess who you were. Yeah. So almost all of the interviewers today say, tell me about. Mm -hmm. Tell me about. And they sit back. Mm -hmm. And all they have to do is judge what comes out of your brain. They're not They're not worried about anything. You're right. going to tell me whether I should hire you or not. Right. And that's that's the challenge of, of the interview. So tell me about. Okay, first question. This is always the first question. Mm -hmm. Well, Brian, tell me about yourself. Well, you know, I was born and raised in uh, Greenville, Mississippi, and uh, don't care. You're right. <laughs> you know, and I used to make the mistake of that was always my first thing, right? Because it would, <coughs> and, and what I realized later was just kind of analyzing myself later was that was a way to help me get into a comfort zone of speaking a about flow. myself, a right. flow, right? Now later. I learned how to omit that and just say it in my head because I knew the question was coming. And then flow, and right, flow into, right into something else. It is. Here's the question they want. They don't want to know anything about personally. Right. Don't care. Yep. They want to know something about you professionally. Yes. Um, I had a friend named Arthur Andrews. Still mm -hmm. have a friend named Arthur Andrews. I have. Yeah, I know. I love Arthur. But Arthur did something to me a few years ago, man. It messed my life up. Mm -hmm. He said, I want your elevator speech. I said, Oh, I said, man. okay, elevator speech? He said, yes, you have 20 seconds between the 14th floor and the 21st floor. Now tell me who you are. Dude, do you know I could not do it? I can't do it. It was awesome. Oh, man. Simple as this. My name is Eric Kelly. I'm a professional in organizational and employee development. I'm a motivational speaker 
and an author. Love to work with you. Hey, if you're listening or watching, <laughs> write that down now, because I am. See, I got my pen right here. That's about 11 seconds. Oh, wow. Now, if you want to follow up, fine. Uh-huh. This guy was so good. We went out to lunch one day. Man, he messed up my life. We uh-huh. went out to lunch, and I was going through a period of time where I was trying to figure out where I was going, what I was going to do, and all that kind of carrying on. He met, we were in one of the little cafes, salads, salad bars, whatever. He met six people and handed out his card with anybody that was within three feet of us. And I'm looking at him going, how does he do that? And they asked him who you are. Well, 11 seconds, 10 seconds. You know, um, I'm a motivational speaker. I help people uh, define their path to success, yada, yada. I'm saying within 10 or 11 seconds. Now, if you... First, you have to write your elevator speech in order yeah. to do it. Yeah. So in your mind, have that. So now when the interviewer says, well, Brian, tell me about yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm, a, I'm an accounting and finance professional. Yeah. I've been in the industry uh, 15 or so years, um, worked my way up for whatever, and looking for an organization that can use the talents that, uh, um, you know, that I have, and yours looks promising. You're, you're 15 That's minutes it. in, you're 15 yeah. seconds in, they go, mm, now they got to come up with the next one. Yeah. Now their next one is going to be telling me about, well, okay, first of all, they like that one. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to pick on you. Uh, you're a big guy. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know, how are you going to fit? Because every boss here is like 5'7". Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you going to fit? I need to know your personality. Now you smile and you're friendly. Yep. So you give off an aura that is Relaxing. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, have you ever worked around difficult people? I know you have in your 15 years of experience. Mm-hmm. Of course I have. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you handle that? Yeah. Now, how do you, and I, I watch you. I don't even know how you do it, man. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> you do not clap back. No, 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 no. And, and, and it's, for me, it's understanding like everybody's human, right? Yes. And when I when I start from there, difficult people just become just people, right? And having, so having a bad day. Yeah, everybody everybody's human. Everybody has a bad day. Everybody has strings of bad days. Some people have months of bad days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but typically the difficulty that people exert at work are typically sourced from something personally going on with Oh, them, absolutely. Right. And so if I'm understanding that, then I'm trying not to take it personal. And I'm just trying to find the best way to uh, build a relationship with that person. Okay. You know, so that's how I would typically answer that question for all, those that's listening to. Right, that, right, that's right. all they want to know. They want to know. Okay, so this this big giant smart uh-huh. guy mm-hmm. is not going to wreak havoc here. Yeah. Okay, so maybe now I want to know uh, about your problem solving skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question might be, Brian, tell me about a time where there was an organizational problem that you solved, and tell me how you did it. Right. Then you come back with one. And if the years that you have in or anybody that's been around for a little bit, there have been tons of problems, and you have solved a ton of problems. Your point then in the interview is to think about which one you want to tell them about. Yes. Now, if you've done your homework on that company, you're going to come up with a question. If you've done your homework, Mm -hmm. you're going to come up with an answer that might be in line with that a little bit more. Um, You know. Right, because because by because by now, if yeah. if and and this is a, this is a good way to kind of recap too. By now, yeah. if you've if you've gone through the the pre-interview steps that we told you about, researching the company, right. researching their financials, researching right. their culture as much as you can prior to going, right, right, and then 
you uh, now you're in the middle of the interview. Right. Okay. So now, prior to going to the interview, you can think of a couple of scenarios. Right. Based on the position and the right. task. Right. Right. Coupled with the culture and and the, and what the company does, right. where you can figure out something small or large that, you that you've share. done that you have contributed Absolutely. in your career that Absolutely. you can share. And you have because that's 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 why you still got hired right. at the places that you worked. And and so basically, what what we're getting to is you know the control always seems to be on the interviewer. Right. In reality. The you, control seesaws. If if you're a good interviewee, oh, the control seesaws in the middle of it. Absolutely. Because you, if if you're giving confident answers, yes, right? Yes. And then the interviewer is also asking questions that is is allowing them because that what that is what that is doing. Let me back up. If you're giving confident answers, mm-hmm. and you're giving good insightful answers to the questions that the interviewer is asking, what that is doing you now have a little bit of power because now you're giving them a great a great view as they can of you as a person and how you would fit in right. for that role and the culture of the company. Absolutely. So that's how you can establish more influence and control over the environment in the interview. You can take over the conversation. Now, he, this, this works a little bit, telling a story. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you what happened to me. Mm, nice. And as soon as you do that, they're all ears because they want to know they what happened know. to you. Yeah. And they want to know what you're like. Right. And they don't know yet. So here I was, and you tell it with all the personality. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so here I was doing whatever, and here's what happened next. And they're, and as soon as you see them with you, so okay, we're going to go on a yeah. little ride. Right. Because you've got there. So that's how the interview is going to go. They're mm-hmm. going to have a, a bunch of those questions. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a question that caps out the end of the interview. Always. What questions do you have for me? And that gets a lot of us caught up because don't ever say none. That is so true. I heard one last week that really got me. Dude, dude, somebody said this. The y'all drug test. (laughs) (laughs) No, come on, man. Yep, do y'all drug test. And the question is, yes, and we're putting your name at the top of the list. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Here's another one. I don't even know how to... Re- what? Yes. Do y'all have an official drug testing program here? Um, you know, I just <laughs> I just need to know. If we no, we, we do now. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Uh-huh. Never ask these questions. Yeah. So how many sick days do we get a year? Okay, don't do that. Don't. Yeah. The vacation is negotiated, but sick days don't. don't. You, you, in other words, you're interviewing yourself out. We are. Of a position. None of those people get a call back. No. Why? And all they're going to say, thank you for interviewing. That's as, it. As you leave, they're howling. Okay, so good. So that, that leads us right into the, the last segment of, of kind of in the interview. Yeah. How do you close out? Uh. So Excuse like you me. said, typically yeah. they're gonna ask you they're gonna ask you, do you have any questions for us? Right. Um ask questions that show interest in the company. Absolutely. So the question might be, excuse me, <coughs> might be on the website that says, Hey, I noticed that you guys are going into uh the Asian markets. Mm. Uh is there any way from this position that I'd be able to help influence that? Mm. Mm-hmm. Right then you just took the whole interview and said the questions he had for me were not personal. 
Mm-hmm. They were, how can I help the company? Mm-hmm. That's a plus. Right. Or I'm going in this new field. Hey, you're putting me in a new office, a brand new office. Um, strategically, how does that fit into overall strategy of the company being successful? Yeah. See, the questions you're asking is about how do you make the company work rather than what's going to happen to me. Right. And I also think that's a, this is a good time to kind of learn about the culture of the company. Absolutely. So what? how would you phrase a question to not be so yeah. just blunt and bold about it, but you know, just try to figure out how the culture is. Is it you know? Is it do they have a culture of development? Are there developmental opportunities and things like that? Right. I think that's a perfect question. Yeah, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys work in is 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 the emphasis on the team or an individual here? Mm. You know, uh, and I'd I'd always skew it to the team because yeah. it just sounds better, always. even if it's the yeah. other way. Yeah. You know, I'm used to working on. I'm used to working uh, uh, pretty collaboratively with right. a team. Do you guys have that kind of culture here? You're still mm-hmm. selling yourself in the yeah. question. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But, you know. Yeah. Tell me you're a team player. I'm a team player. Yeah. You know, just because I'm this large doesn't mean <laughs> right. I'm going to hurt you. Right. <laughs> I'm nice. I am really nice. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so what, what else to close out the interview? At, at that point, you want them to know that you're interested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, even if you don't have all the ducks in a row, right. you didn't come in there not to be uh, selected. Absolutely. So you not. walked in, you say, look, I'm very interested. And that might be your closing statement. Look, I am really interested in this position. It seems like it would be a perfect uh, fit for this, the talents that I bring, mm-hmm. and I can help make this a better place for being there. So I look forward to your call back. You know. And Beautiful. Then, and then they'll do the, well, we'll be getting back to you when we interview 700,000 more people. So, uh, we'll let you know. And you're like, oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick before we close out. Got it. Common mistakes that people make that you've seen. Um, asking the dumb questions that sound personal. Mm-hmm. Making a statement about a prior boss that's bad. Why'd you leave your last job? That's the question. Oh, I hate that question. Because my boss was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But they hired you. Yeah. yeah. So that's the worst question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you left the last job, I was all, the answer is always, I was looking for development opportunities. Always. That's the line. Memorize it. So why you, you know, why are you interested in leaving your job? Love the people there. Mm-hmm. Love them. Right. And if you're a person of faith, you may not like them, but you're supposed to love them. You gotta love them. Love the people there, but I'm looking for growth and development opportunities. Right. Everybody can answer that way and it's safe. Nice. Dude. Done. I didn't think we were gonna, we were gonna be, I thought it was gonna be a two parter. Oh, no. Last one. Go. Send them a thank you note when you get back. Send a yes. thank you note to the interviewer. Thank you for your time. Look forward to. Uh, talking to you about this position immediately, immediately, immediately. And within, they love it within 24 hours. Absolutely, yeah. no, don't butter it up and nope. say how wonderful. Just thank them. Two lines. Thank you for your time. Right. Looking forward to working with you or talking to you in the future. That's it. So that's that's the post interview. Gotcha. We're rocking. That's it. All right. This has been episode 23. Mm-hmm. Was beyond the cubicle podcast. We're rolling, man. Dude. Talking about interviews and how to master the interview process. We hope that this has been beneficial to you. If we miss anything that 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 you uh, think we should have covered, if you have tips that you would like to share with the audience on interviews send them in. and your fellow listeners, uh, send them in, podbtc at gmail.com, right? That's it. For Eric Kelly, 
I'm Brian Montgomery. We will check you in the next episode. Peace. Hmm.